Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the OMS Podcast. I'm your host, Alex. And today I'm here with my friend, Brian. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Alex. I appreciate uh, you giving me and all your past and future guests the space to, to, to just talk. Thank you, man. Um, it's, a, it's a real pleasure to have you on the podcast. Um, would you like to explain yourself a little bit, what you do and, you know, yeah, man. So I'm a visual storyteller, and what that what that entails is I take pictures and produce and edit videos. Um, think all throughout school and shortly thereafter, I did it mostly for newspapers and other news outlets. Um, and then after I graduated. With my master's, I got hired on to Univision, which is a Hispanic network, um, pretty big uh, TV network that has stations all throughout the country. And what I do there is mostly digital stuff. And right now I'm mostly focused on cars and other shows that we've had to, I guess, adapt to um, because of the pandemic. So the big project last year during from March all the way to December was uh, producing a Facebook Live that ran like if it were a TV show. So we had some of the biggest artists, Hispanic artists, and it was kind of like a talk show, um, but we did games. We, we produced it like if it were a TV show into segments and so on and so forth. So that was pretty exciting because I learned a lot. And I produced everything from the computer in my room. Um, so it was crazy because <laughs> I would be Skyping and talking to some people that I would never have thought I'd be talking to, especially during such a crazy year. So it was all pretty exciting. Um, but for this new year, I think I'm going back to a lot more automotive content. So I'm excited for that. Would you say that um, this previous year was like a positive impact or a negative impact for you? I'm pretty grateful, man. I think, you know, I can't, you know, I can't say I had a hard time and I'm grateful for that because I know it wasn't uh, as easy for a lot of people. And there's, it, it was just such a terrible year for, you know, all the consequences that COVID brought upon and I think personally, professionally, it was a good year. It was the first big job I've had out of, out of college because I, I did my undergrad and then I went to get my master's straight away. And yeah, I got really lucky. Um, we had, it was crazy how it all happened because the Super Bowl was in Miami and I had moved back uh, to finish my thesis here in Miami in December. And so the Super Bowl was here that week. I started applying to jobs. Like, it was funny because every time I would take a flight to come home or, or to go to school, I would apply through LinkedIn to several jobs. And during, like, the week before Super Bowl weekend, I, I got a call that they wanted to interview me and stuff. Um, but Super Bowl weekend was pretty packed because I, I was fortunate and I did. I assisted for the New York Times during the Super Bowl. Uh, which was a lot of fun. And then for the Players' Tribune, I did um, Radio Row, which is essentially like 
football players and basketball players and like athletes go to like the convention center down in Miami Beach and just go on like radio shows to talk about the Super Bowl and like different activities and stuff. So I filmed a whole bunch of interviews that week. So it was a crazy week. And then right after that week, I got hired and I started working. So it was like a craziness of February. And then I lasted in the office for a month before we all got sent home to work from home. And so it's been a crazy experience because I, I only met my coworkers for like three weeks and I only got into the flow of things in the office for three weeks before everything got turned upside down. So then we had to figure out what we were going to do during the pandemic and everything was over, um, you know, virtually. So it was virtual meetings and virtual calls and over Slack and this and that. So it was, it's been crazy. It's, it's honestly crazy. And I can't believe I'm coming up in a year now of getting hired because <laughs> I really haven't left my home for a year. So I don't know. It's, it's crazy, but long story short, um, I would say it's been a good year professionally. Um, but unfortunately we live in this chaos of, of the COVID-19 world. So yeah, man, I just hope it ends soon. Very, very soon. Yeah, I got you. At least it impacted you uh, pretty well. I mean, uh, for me, like, you know, I had some podcasting I made, so I think it, it was a good year for me. Yeah, I think, you know, having time off uh, allows you to, well, if you're not working, I think it allowed people to think of pursuing some of those passion projects and, and getting out of their comfort zones and exploring new skill sets or things that they've always wanted to do. So I think if if you were able to use that time wisely um, or just to to pursue what you wanted to pursue, I think that's great, too. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of reevaluation of people during this whole thing, you know, like, like you said, you know, a lot of people were on break and stuff. Not really, you know, you're still working at home and and pe for people in school, it's not really the same thing anymore. At least for me, like, it doesn't feel right. I'm not really learning as much as I, I could be right now if I was in school. But, you know, you have to deal with, with it for now. Um, What's one of the most projects that have had the biggest impact on you? That's a good question. I think when I was, so I went to Syracuse for undergrad and I did photojournalism there. And I think those were, I think the projects that I hold dearest just because I was young and I was just trying to like produce a lot and meet new people and, and talk to new people. And it was a time where I, I was growing a lot by the day. And I really enjoyed that. And I think that the project I always cherish the most is I spent almost two years working at a boxing gym in, in Syracuse, like documenting um, the boxers that were being, that were training there. And so this gym was a, it was free for everybody in the community, which I was like, wow, like this is amazing. And it was meant to, uh, protect the children of Syracuse, um, keep them uh, safe, let them like teach them the skill, let them take out their anger or just go and, and, you know, have like a safe space to clear their mind while training to, to, to become champions. You know, it was giving them an outlet to do something. 
And I think that's good because it, it allowed them to, to grow um, in a sport and it allowed them to grow as humans. And so that was awesome. And I went to, uh, I started photographing there. I followed, um, I photographed and, and followed Lungs for, for a year as he went on to be, you know, to, to fight in some of the biggest tournaments in the country. Lungs is, was at the time like 12 year old kid. So me and his dad, talked and we we're like yeah it'd be cool to work on the story so i even ended up going to missouri to the to the silver gloves championship with them and he he lost the title fight but i think throughout that year i got to learn so much about them and how much this meant to them and it was just like such an awesome experience and then after working on that lung story um for almost a year i just kept on going and i, I even started training which was a lot of fun after I got hit a couple of times, I was like, I don't think boxing is for me, but <laughs> I kept on going just to, to keep in shape and to talk to them and to, I don't know, it, it, it became like my second home in Syracuse. And to this day, every time I go to Syracuse, that's the first place I visit. I still keep in touch with the coach. Um, and it was probably the most gratifying story. Um, but it's hard to, it's hard to say, like, I think each story that you produce as a storyteller is um is important because you get to spend a first people open up the doors to their lives and that is a you know that's a like for me that's a that's an honor you know to have somebody be like yeah you can come follow me and photograph me all you want um and at the end of the day we're just sharing all these important stories that would otherwise probably go untold and so that's like probably a year in, I can ask you like, what was your favorite interview? And you could probably think of a few, but they were probably all special in each in their own ways. So that's the one that I, I think about the most because um, it was such a special time. I was going to school and, and just hanging out with all these awesome people in the community, which usually when you go to college, um, you stay on, on campus and don't really go out and explore. And these people opened up the doors to the gym and let me be there. So that was awesome. Um, so yeah, I think that's been one of the more special ones. Was there any other notable like boxers at that gym in Syracuse? Or? Yeah, so that gym's been around forever. For, I think it was like, I don't want to give the wrong date, but it's been open for a long, long time. Like, when I met Lungs, he had been going there for like 12, 13 years. And his father took him when he was born just because, you know, his father used to also like go and, and work out and stuff. So that was like, so 12 years and it had been open so much before that. And so um, it's produced a lot of boxers that have won. So in boxing, there's like the silver gloves, which is 15 and below. And then there's the uh, golden gloves, which is like, you know, anything after that um and then there's like usa boxing and there's a crap ton of tournaments that happen and every year there's like four or five champions that come out of the gym so it's a special place in, in syracuse and and yeah it's it's produced a lot a lot of, of good things who's the most um noble person you've ever spoken to or like um... an interview with most notable person I've been able to interview. Dang. 
Uh, I don't know, man. I think to be able to interview, I, I don't think I've interviewed like any big personalities. Like I come in contact with a lot of notable people, I think through my job and through other experiences that I've been through, but I can't think of like off the top of my head, um, like any like high profile interviews that I've been able to do. And that's something, <clears throat> that's something I think, you know, you work towards and I haven't had the opportunity to, to get there yet. And I think, you know, and I, I think that's the beauty of this profession that it just, you can work on a thousand projects, but there's always so many more things that you want to do and produce and, and photograph and, 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 and record and, and stuff like that. So off the top of my head, I can't think of any high profile names that the audience would probably know, but yeah, I'm not sure, man. But I think the cool thing is that <laughs> at least I get to sometimes talk to them for like five seconds through Skype or something like <laughs> what happened this past year um, when we were producing shows like I would call all these artists like Osuna and um, and a whole bunch of other artists that I, I like whose music I enjoy and so on and so forth and I'd be like hey I'm just calling to check that the signal's good that your camera's ready so on and so forth and I don't know those like five ten 30 seconds would would be kind of cool for me so <laughs> no, that's that's pretty cool actually um i guess you know like everybody you really interview has like their own beauty and stuff and, and no matter what they are like notable or not like you know each story has like a their own value to you so um any passion projects do you have besides visual storytelling oh passion projects outside of my work I don't, I don't know. And this year I've been in school for, so I went to school for six years straight, right? Undergrad and then my master's program. So I haven't really been able to live like an adult yet, if that makes sense. Like, and I don't think 2020 counts because like I moved back home. So after <laughs> living by myself for six years, I'm, I'm back with my family, which is a blessing. Um, I, I really much love my family and I enjoy being here, but I haven't been able to, to live like an adult life here in Miami yet and so outside of work I don't really know much because I couldn't go out um during last year because I one I wanted to take care of myself and my family and two it was just the right thing to do right so um outside of my work I don't really have anything I'm like ultra passionate about and that's where like it's funny because I, I was I was having this conversation the other day where I was like you know, for for a lot of people, photography and, and doing videos is like a hobby. Um, and for me, it's like both my work and my hobby. So it's hard to, it's for me, it's hard to draw the line. Like, what am I doing for work and what am I doing for fun? Um, ultimately, I, I have a lot of fun at work, but there's always that pressure of, of it being like super good produced video or photo or so on and so forth. Like you're under much more stress than when you're doing it for fun with no added pressure um, of like trying to make sure it's, it's doing good and um, people are watching it and, and stuff. So um, 
honestly, honestly, bro, like if I'm a hundred percent with you, like I, I pretty much think about what I do all the time. I always think about ways of improving what equipment should I invest in to, to up my production value? What editing techniques can I implement in my next video? Um, there's just so much that goes into what I do that right my bad. Um, so my computer has been having issues. So I said to update it and that's what happens. See, I'm telling you, like, even when I'm not working, I'm working. Um, so yeah, man, I think that what we do has a lot of moving components and like, it's a craft that I don't feel like I'm ever going to perfect, but hopefully like little by little, I improve on all these different aspects. And right now, um, one of my passion projects that is work-related is, you know, I'm, I'm doing the automotive stuff, the car stuff, and, and I have a lot of access, not me directly, but through the, through the person I work with, he has a lot of access to cars, awesome cars, brand new cars, like exotic cars, so on and so forth that we review, he reviews and I film. And so I've been thinking about, you know, building, I used to just go out and record the stuff and then put it together, but I want to build a, a car image portfolio. Like I want to have like nice car images of deets, not like, you know, putting the car in the middle and photographing it, but like nice details and something that I've come, I used to not be a big car guy and I, I wouldn't like, I don't know any of the tech specs, right? Like, I don't know what the numbers mean. I don't know the motor stuff. I don't know any of that. I don't know how to change the oil. I'm like, not a car guy at all but i do find beauty in the architecture of of cars like the lines and and to think that a lot of brain power a lot of thought a lot of creativity goes behind designing these machines i think it's there at the end like the end result is beautiful right so i've come to admire that when i look at a car i look at its lines i look at how the light hits it i look at its architecture and so I want to convey that through my photography. And this year, one of the things I'm really excited about is every time I go out and go film a car, trying to photograph it in a way that represents that beauty. And so today we we're talking about before we started recording about how I went out to film the new electric Mustang and I have a picture I'm really excited about. I'm going to post it probably tonight or tomorrow, but I think it's the start of what I wanted to do of what I want to do. And, and that's one of the things I'm most excited for this, this upcoming year. And this is this your first car that you've been able to film? No, man, I wish I would have thought about this project earlier. <laughs> we, uh, we filmed, um, a G, uh, the first car I filmed completely was a McLaren GT, which, um, I haven't edited yet because there's other cars that we've given priority to. Then we filmed the Cadillac uh, Escalade, which isn't like a super, uh, I think, flashy car. It's more of a like, um, you know, a big SUV. Yeah. Uh, it's still beautiful. I mean, the lights that they've and the technology that they've implemented in it is is amazing. Um, but it's not like that flashy car stuff um, that I had in my mind. And then... Uh, this is then we did I we I did film a GTR which was cool that's like one of my favorite cars um, but I didn't again I didn't do the photos for it I just kind of filmed what what was missing and then this is the first one where I'm like all right let's get this going 
uh, and I'm excited. I'm excited to feel like if I make one good image every time I go out there, by the end of the year, hopefully I'll have like a nice 30 image, like solid portfolio of, of images that I'll be proud of. That's good, man. I, I, and the whole car stuff was really nice. Like, like you said, that you find the beauty in like the car and stuff. There's a lot of really nice cars out there that I'm pretty sure you could find. Um, how did, how did, my bad. As a kid, when growing up, did you always know you wanted to be, be this or no? Like a visual storyteller? No, I think oh, this is like one of the topics I'm most passionate about because I think that um, I think once you find your passion in life, I think life gets easier. And I think there's like once you find what you, you're in love with and what you see yourself doing for the rest of your life, that's one less like pressure in life and and you just have like you just release like this load off your shoulders of of weight like you're like okay like I have a path like you but you have like a a angle and all you got to do is shape that path to get to where you want to go and for me finding my passion came like I would say like somewhere in between sophomore year of high school and junior year of high school where like I I got into high school. I'm like, all right, I know college is the next step, but when I get to college, I'm going to have to figure out what I want to study. So I think now's a good time to start thinking about it. And in ninth grade, I did like computer networking stuff. Um, so I got like, I did all the Cisco, like at, in my high school, we could do like the Cisco certification stuff. And, and I thought, I, I mean, I thought it was cool. We opened up computers, I sected them, yada, yada, like the whole nine yards. And it was cool, but it just wasn't my, I, I just couldn't see myself doing that for the rest of my life. So the next year I, I went into the finance academy and I started doing finance stuff, ended up getting a scholarship, um, a scholarship. I ended up getting an internship at like a office in Brickell to do finance stuff. And I really enjoyed my time there. I learned so much about uh, like emotional intelligence, like how people function and and understanding like how the world works, but I couldn't see myself doing finance. So I, I think it was during that summer where I was just like sitting and I was um, watching a heat game. Like that's when we were good. Uh, we had LeBron and Wade and Bosch. And yeah. I was like, good super... this. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, your brother actually got me heat tickets to a, like one of the, fi- no, two finals games. So I'll be forever appreciative of, of that. But um, I was thinking, I'm like, yo, how can I make it to Heat games for free? Like, how can I go to every Heat game <laughs> for free? <laughs> um, and I was like, so naive. But I, I was like, what do I like to do? I like to write and I like to, and I like sports. So I combined the two, that same, I think that same week, I, I, opened, I opened up like a WordPress um WordPress page and I started like writing articles and like if I look back at what I was writing I'd probably be embarrassed but I think like step one of any project you want to embark on is just getting it started so I got that started and then um I was like I like cameras too and then I was like I, w- I told my grandma I wanted a camera and we went we bought one I ended up not using the camera that whole summer and then I was like, crap, like, 
I had this camera. What else can I do? I started going to high school football games and photographing, fell in love with just going and photographing. Um, but I never thought I was going to become a photojournalist. And then um, I started, but I, you already get in the field. And, and I think that this field is so big, right? You can do the podcasting, you can do the video, you can do the photography, you can be in front of the camera, you can be behind the camera. So I was always like, that's when I started getting into the field. I ended up applying to intern at a local TV network, a Spanish TV network as a 15 year old. I, <laughs> I got on board. Um, Cause I took like this little resume. I'm like, I don't, I'm, I was like, I don't even want to get paid. I just want the experience. They ended up paying me in Pollo Tropical uh, vouchers. So huh. every Friday I would take my family to go eat at Pollo Tropical. <laughs> that, was, that was a good time in life. But um after there's a web producer at this TV network. And when she left off to college, they hired me. So all the junior year and, and senior year, I was working at this local TV network, doing all the web stuff, like um, uploading videos to YouTube and like distributing them through Facebook and Twitter. And uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Like I was like the young, I was 16. I was the youngest kid that they had ever hired at that TV network. Um, and then to not make the story much longer, I ended up getting a scholarship to go to Syracuse. I thought I want to be in front of the camera. Like, I was like, I'm going to be an ESPN broadcaster or like an uh, Olympics broadcaster. Like, I want to go and travel to all these places and be in front of the camera. But then at Syracuse, uh, we had to take this class where they taught us about all the different fields in, in media. And this photojournalism professor walked in one day and he gave this amazing lecture. Like, I can't even tell you what he says. I just, what he said at that time, I just know it was amazing. And I was so like, it was like one of those things where it hit me. I was like, yo, this is what I want to do for, for the rest of my life. Like, this is it. It was just like this eye-opening thing. And the next day I went and switched, switched my, ma my major to photojournalism and, and the rest is history. Like, it was crazy how it all happened. I just kind of worked my way gradually to, to finding what I wanted to do. And boom, it just one day, this lecture was like all I needed to, to know. And, and so I'm passionate about it because after I found out that this was what I wanted to do, everything I've done in life since has been in this pursuit of being good at this craft that I'm passionate about. Um, and I think that in schools today, uh, I believe in public schools um, and that's the only type of school I went to. So I don't have a comparative, but I believe like, you know, we don't do a really good job of, of helping students fulfill this. Like we don't do a good job of, of teaching them or guiding them to, to pursue their passions. We're so worried about standardized tests and and other things that is all politics that we don't really dedicate time to help kids get this weight off their shoulders and and find out what it is that they want to do for the rest of their lives um and if we did i think the world would be a better place like students humans kids whatever you want to like whatever noun you want to use i think they'll they'll find what they're passionate about and then pursue this for for the rest of their lives and i think interests change for sure um 
but usually when you when you find your passion you do something always along those lines and so um you know sometimes you find it earlier sometimes you find it later there's no right time of finding it but i feel like the sooner that you find it the sooner life gets easier if that makes sense no i could be understand of you um the whole school aspect i think that that that, that has a part in like the whole um how about there's a lot of stress that goes into school. Well, you know, like you said, about standardized tests and stuff. But I'm not sure about you, but in my school, we have this thing called, um, like, it's called uh, FBTV, uh, Firebird TV. It's like the whole morning announcement stuff, but it goes deeper than that. So we have this, like, uh, performing arts thing in our school that, you know, you can be performing arts for photography, and then you have the whole thing. So there's a lot of aspects now. I think, you know, schools have evolved. And especially in my school, now we have an esports team for certain games like um, League of Legends and um, Rocket League. But I think now a lot of schools, especially big ones, are focusing on, you know, trying to get their students to find out what they want to be in life, I guess. And for me, like, this whole podcasting, I really enjoy but I also really enjoy photography. I haven't done it enough, but, like, um, I enjoy it. And I think, you know, I, I like finding the, the words and pictures, I guess you can say. Um, but to go back... A little bit in your story. I do remember the first time I ever talked to you. We we're talking about sports and stuff because you had this whole, like you said, you had the whole sports page about articles you wrote. So that's like one of my biggest memories I have of you talking to you about like uh you know football teams, basketball teams. So it's pretty. That's pretty fun to remember. Yeah, man. It's been it's been it's it's been so long since since that era. But I think you know it just takes uh something to get you started and then once you get started everything just like you start working and working and working and and hard work truly does pay off and it's good to to hear that schools are focusing are paying attention to this because again it's something I firmly believe in like um, helping kids helping students find what it is that they want to do is it just saves you so much time and effort especially later in college when things start costing money like the credits and and time like time is so valuable that again the sooner you can figure it out the the better it is in, in my opinion um so it's it's awesome to to hear that there's been a shift in in the way of, of thinking and doing things yeah and then um to go back to the whole uh school thing um one of my episodes actually were with this girl um, named Anna. She's she's into what you what you do too, like the whole visual storytelling. She's a part of that whole program too, and and that episode was super interesting. And I think as of now, that's been my most that that was my most interesting video yet. Um, well, taking a deep dive on your Instagram, uh, I noticed that you were on like the campaign trails of many president hopefuls. How did that feel going you know across the country and all these people like get fired up for their president hopefuls i guess you could say yeah i think anything anytime you're part of history it's pretty special um it started in 2016 really when when i when i was starting to get real serious about uh what i was doing and i think the first one i think the first presidential candidate i ever photographed was uh trump and it was as exhilarating as it was terrifying. Um, and this this has nothing to do with politics. I'm not talking politics. It was just 
I was, <laughs> I was, uh, at the time I was probably like, what, 19, 20. And I was probably one of the younger journalists in the, in the, in the pen. So they put all the journalists in the back in this small pen. Um, and halfway through Trump tells, uh, his supporters at the time, like, Hey, like you see those people back there, that's the media and they're your enemies. And I was, and everybody turned around and they started screaming at us and, and saying a whole bunch of crazy stuff. And I was like, oh my God, if somebody decides to like jump over this fence and like attack us, we're all done for. <laughs> um, thankfully that didn't happen. But I mean, that rhetoric has been present since he was a candidate and people were wearing crazy shirts with things that I don't even want to repeat about media and journalism. So that was a good first. I think um, a good first assignment in terms of politics uh, to cover. Um, and I was just photographing him being there. So it wasn't anything crazy. Then Hillary went to Syracuse, um, photographed that. Uh, so those were the big two in that 2016 election. And then you fast forward to 2020 and I'm a little bit more you know, in tune with, with my profession. I've, I've graduated college now. So I started getting some, some cool gigs. Like I photographed Pete Buttigieg for the New York times in South Carolina. And that was a crazy day. Cause I drove from North Carolina to South Carolina and followed him to two or three events that day. Um, so it was like, he's going to be here now. And so you'd like go photograph, get in your car, go to the next location and you're on the campaign trail. So that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, and then um, I was in, I was an intern for the newspaper in North Carolina, the News and Observer, and uh, Biden went to Raleigh. Um, North Carolina is a swing state. Uh, it's a battleground state. So a lot of politicians go through. Um, so Biden was there, photographed him. Elizabeth Warren was there, photographed her. Um, and those were two pretty big ones because at the time we didn't know who would receive the nomination. Um, and then Trump went again to, or Trump went to North Carolina and we went out to the coast of photo or near the coast of photograph him there. Um, there I did a video. Um, I feel like it was less crazy the second time around as president, still the same rhetoric, but I think the people were less hostile. Um, so I think to me, it's just been crazy to, you know, see these people in all these different states um, and witness them, you know, live in person. Cause we, these are people we see on TV daily. So to see them and to be able to capture them um, in my camera has been pretty special. And then the biggest one I wanted to photograph cause again, not because of politics, but rather cause when I started learning about politics, he, became our president um, was President Obama. And when he came down to Miami to campaign for uh, Biden, uh, I was able to go and photograph him. Um, and I was like a couple feet away from him. Like I was right next to Secret Service and photographing him. So that was kind of crazy, um, but a lot of fun too. So I think, you know, anytime you can document history and, and, and witness it, 
I think, you know, these are his, these end up being historical images that one day I can talk to my family about. Um, and the biggest one, I think I didn't get, I saw his car and I saw him inside his car, but the image doesn't do it justice was um, when I was a sophomore in college, Obama went to Cuba and I ended up buying my ticket to go to Cuba for the first time because I wanted to see him in Cuba. And I photographed um, the beast, which is what they call his car, um, going through one of the Cuban landmarks. Um, and that was pretty cool. That was pretty special. I didn't get to see him, but I saw him in his car and I, got, I made a picture. So that was cool. And it was also my first time in Cuba, which was, which was a lot of fun. So um, yeah, it's, I think it's pretty cool when you can do that. Um, and I'm very grateful to my cameras because I always say they've, they've been my passport to not only other countries, but to people and to all these special moments in, in life that uh, I think I'll always remember. That's, that's actually pretty crazy. Do you think um, you'll be there in 2024 taking pictures of presidential nominees? I don't know. I don't know. I <laughs> I don't know what the future holds. I hope I hope to to still be doing this um, because again, it's what I love to do. Um, I don't know what the future holds. I don't know what the what the next steps are. Um, I think after school, you you kind of lose that path. You know, for 24 years of my life, I always knew what was next. Right? It was school. Um, having another going through another semester um and then after school you know it's it's finding a job well now you have a job but how do you grow within that job and and how do you keep on pushing uh out of your comfort zone and finding what you want to do next um right now like i said what it's like that car idea because um i've over this past year, I've become a huge Formula One fan. And one day my dream would be to, uh, even if it's just for a season, travel with uh, with the Formula One crews and photograph them. Um, so that would, you know, be mostly Europe, the Middle East, Australia, um, Asia. I, I just find it fascinating to be able to travel and photograph them at all these different countries. And these are like some of the most... Uh, I think high tech machines like cars, they're fat. They're definitely the fastest cars um, on the planet. So I, I just find the sport fascinating. I find the travel aspect fascinating. Um, I find the, the drivers fascinating. And I think it's such a visual sport that I really look forward to one day um, being able to document at least one season. That's all I ask for. But again, it's like, well, I want to get there. How do I get there? I had to build a portfolio that shows that I can photograph cars and, and this is one of my passions. So that's what, what I'm working towards right now. But what's to say that in six months, um, something else comes up and I want to photograph that. I don't know. So maybe in, in four years, I'll still be interested in, in going out and photographing politics on the campaign trail um it it would always be cool but i don't know if that's going to be my assignment in in a couple in a few years so uh, yeah and you've said you've been to you know other countries before would you uh what's the 
nicest looking country you've ever been to. As in like for like, like a picture, like a, a certain location there and. Oh, that's tough. And I have friends all over the countries I've visited, but I I will say I spent the most, I studied abroad in Brazil and I spent the most time there. I spent like five months and I will say it's one of the most photogenic countries I've visited and the people are so beautiful, both, you know, culturally and in and their hospitality and the country is so beautiful. Um, I was in Sao Paulo, which has a lot of buildings. Um, the architecture is, is, is nice. Um, and then we went out to Rio, which if you've seen any pictures of the beaches and, and just the, the natural landscape is also just um, mesmerizing and like, it's such a beautiful country. So what sucks is that I didn't take like, I don't feel like I took enough pictures. And when I did, it would mostly be with my phone. I wouldn't carry around my camera as much. And I'm not sure why, like I, I just wasn't as product like as yeah as prolific uh, not prolific but as productive in my work like I wasn't producing as much as I would have otherwise I don't know if it was because it was senior year of college and I was burned out and I just wanted to be there and enjoy the present but I wasn't taking as many pictures as I would have liked to and the ones I took on my phone I wish I would have taken on my camera because they would have been so much better quality um but those images and the landscape and the people uh, have are on my mind and I can't wait to go back to be able to to capture that um, in, on my camera. Um, what's one place you really want to go with your camera that you can take a picture of and um, I really want to go to Iceland um, and it's super cliche but I want to photograph the northern lights uh and more than photograph them i think i just want to experience them i want to be there and see it live i think it's it's like a beautiful natural show and i also want to go to portugal and i don't know why i just really want to go to portugal and i've seen images and i think it it looks like a beautiful country and i speak the language now so even though it's a little bit different than brazilian portuguese i feel like i'll be able to grasp most of it um, and those are the two countries that have been in my mind. And then apart from those two countries, I would love to do like a, a trip, like a South America trip, uh, and just go like start in, in Brazil and then work my way like a U, like go down to Argentina and then go to Chile and then just explore all the beautiful spots in, in Latin America. That would be uh, a big trip so I don't know when I'm going to be able to do it especially because um, now I only have two weeks vacation <laughs> throughout the year but hopefully that's a trip that I'll be able to do while I'm still young yeah and, and in South America you know you have like Machu Picchu you can go to like Guap, uh, Guapacos Island I think that's what it's called I probably butchered it hard there's a lot of you know history there you have you know Native American spots there too you can go to like the the mayan temples in uh, mexico too so it's really nice to too I, I think you know every every place in like on the world has like their own thing 
you know when you go to Europe you can see like, all the gothic stuff you know what I mean you go to uh, uh, Asia you see all the Asian uh, European Asian influence you know when you come here it's it's a big melting pot in, in North America uh, I would like to say so yeah and I think every time you travel to me the most like the landscapes are nice and seeing a different scenery is is nice too but to me I think the most important is just like getting to know the people that live there trying to understand like their way of life um which is why I try to not stay in hotels when I go to these places like I try to stay within a within like a community as possible like I want to be going to the local bread shop and 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 talking to the locals I don't want to be seeing all the touristy stuff if that makes sense yeah I guess you um so you know ready to end off all the questions um what's next for you man what, what do you want to what do you want to do yeah that's a good question I just want to be a better visual storyteller with every day that passes um a better human uh with every day that passes and and just grow man like i i i feel like life is is just starting and there's some so many things to do uh that i look forward to and like it's funny cuz like i i tell my mom all the time like i don't like i do understand but at the same time like i don't understand how people can say they're bored when there's so many things to constantly be learning and constantly be doing and especially if if you have a goal um and yeah i talked about the f1 uh stuff which is why i'm getting together like this um car portfolio but every day like every time i i sit in front of my computer and i produce a new video i look at different ways of editing i look at different ways of like adding motion graphics there's so many skill sets that are necessary um in the in this profession and i think that if you just take a year to learn a different one you'd be <laughs> you'd be like studying for the next 15 years um because there's so many components to it you know um so yeah i think it's like a never ending journey of of learning and growing which i look forward to um but I I stopped I think one of the biggest changes was like stop and obviously with 2020 it's like kind of living more in the moment and stop worrying so much about the future um because it's like it's so uncertain every like every time um that's not to say don't make plans that's not to say don't have goals like I think obviously you need those things cuz you're working towards something but I'm okay with those plans and those goals changing and you just have to be versatile and and be able to adapt as quick as as quick as possible. So yeah, man, I'm just excited like I have aspirations and and I have ambitions and and I'm looking forward to working hard to to getting those done. And I think you know I remember being in school and thinking like man all this hard work has to pay off like I can't be sacrificing so much for nothing and if you know for who who whomever is listening right now to this podcast like 
I would urge them, you know, like work hard because I promise you it, it pays off. And, and if you work hard, you'll get to where you want to go. As cliche as that sounds, it's, it's, it's the truth. Um, so, yeah, exciting times and hopefully a post-COVID world uh, full of opportunity awaits all of us, man. Uh, I'm excited for you too, man. I, I I can't wait to see you know the whole car car portfolio uh, come out. Hopefully you do take some pictures at an F1 um race one day. Maybe even, <laughs> maybe even NASCAR. You never know what could what the entail for you. Um, can't wait to see the post of the electric Mustang. It, it was really nice when you posted in your story. Like it looked it looked really nice on the outside. And um, I'm excited for you, bro. What you said, you said a lot of good things. Um, um like a lot of things you said. Hopefully, you know, you have a lot in store for you, man. You have so much ahead of you. I mean, and it's good to live in the moment, like you said. But, and yeah, I mean, you just got to continue what you're doing, man. You have a lot of good things out there, and you, and you met a lot of good people. You definitely have a lot of influence that you've already gone through, you know. So, it's only what, you know, it's what you can do, you know what I mean? So, like, thank you for being here on this podcast. Um, it was really good having you. Yeah, man. Thank you, Alex. And thank you for, for starting such a, such a cool podcast. And I hope, and I wish you nothing but success moving forward. And I look forward to hearing all of your, your future episodes. So thank you for having me on and best of luck to you on everything that's to come, man. Thank you, man. Um, thank you everyone for listening to this podcast. Uh, Brian's socials will be in the link below and, and Spotify and Apple Podcasts too. If you like this on YouTube, please leave a like and subscribe. I hope everyone has a good day.